recording. Okay. And so it's odd, so I get to start. Yeah, it's 35. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. Everybody, welcome to episode 35. Don't laugh at me. Of C3 <laughs> Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I'm River. And I'm Ren. And this week we're going to talk to you all about some more herbs. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, we got to talk about what we're drinking. Mm-hmm. So we're drinking the Snow Crone, which I thought was clever. Mm-hmm. It is basically a white chocolate liqueur, vanilla vodka, the white cream de cocoa. A uh, splash of half and half and some peppermint schnapps. And then you put, um, you crunch up uh, candy canes and you make the edge of the martini glass all pepperminty with the candy cane. It's mm-hmm. it's tasty. It's amazing. And very festive. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I think I might serve this when we decorate our tree, which should be, I think it's going to be the day after this comes out. You've already done yours, haven't you? Yeah, I did it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> You're yesterday, always ahead of me. Yeah, yesterday, November 28th or 30th. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. 29th. Yep. We put it up two days before December actually started. <laughs> I'll probably get mine up on uh, December 4th, Saturday. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay. I know. I know. So, herbs, we, we've done a couple episodes before. I was trying to find the actual numbers. I don't know if you've got the numbers. I thought it was episode six and something else. I do not. I did not look it up. We should have... We've done at least two, if not three. We've done two, I think. Okay. So check those out if you want to hear about more herbs. The first Mm -hmm. episode we did on herbs, we went into more detail on, you know, basic herbs as opposed Mm -hmm. to specific herbs. You know, we talked about how to harvest them, how to dry them, that kind of stuff. Yeah, we talked about that an herb is an herb. An herb is an herb. Is an herb. (laughs) And I chose today to do some Yule herbs because we're in that season. It's about Mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. And all of my herbs are evergreens. Ooh. So do you want me to start or do you want to start? You can start. Okay. So the first one I picked is balsam fir, which as we all know, that's associated with the Christmas tree. Uh, It is used to decorate during Christmas time for Christians and during Yule time for witches and pagans. Uh, So there are about 50 species of carnivorous evergreen trees, Mm. and the balsam fir is one of them. They have the flat needle-like leaves that are attached to the branch with a base that resembles a very small suction cup. I think we've all at Christmas time, anybody who's had a live tree uh, has seen those needles all over their living room floor. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're native to Eastern North America. They can reach 60 feet in height. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. (laughs) And they produce resin on their bark. Mm -hmm. And the resin can be used medicinally and it can also be used sticky. So in the past, they used to use it as a glue. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah. can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you know? That's a did you know? Ooh. Did you did you know? What's the matter? Nothing. Oh, did you know that fir trees can live between five hundred and a thousand years? Five hundred and a thousand. 
Yeah. And some can live longer than a thousand years, but that's the average lifespan. So they're old. They're old little beasties. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. It is crazy. So the history, the evergreen fir tree has traditionally been used to celebrate winter festivals for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Pagans used its branches to celebrate home their homes and decorate their homes during winter solstice. The Romans used fir trees to decorate their temples at the festival of Saturnalia. And I meant to look up what Saturnalia was. You're you're kind of studying, you've studied Roman architecture. Did you ever learn what Saturnalia was? Not that I remember. I took Latin back in high school, but I don't remember what Saturnalia is. I think it's it's similar to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, except for it doesn't celebrate Christ, but it's the it's the winter holiday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Christians, it symbolizes the everlasting life of God. So its meanings are strength. It breaks up negativity. It gives you insight. It uh, brings about change. And the energy of the fir tree corresponds with the planet Jupiter and the element Earth. Okay. Fir needles can be used as incense to lift a negative atmosphere. Mm -hmm. which I thought was cool, you know, Mm -hmm. throw some on your fire in the fireplace and it can like lift up negative energies in your living room. Okay. Uh, If smoke isn't particularly appropriate, wherever you are, you can try simmering the uh, needles and the essential oil can also be used from the needles on the tree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It symbolizes immortality. You know, you take the long view and uh, you can, if you use it in your spells, it will help you see uh, situations more clearly. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, the magical uses, the needles can be burned on charcoal as an incense. It also makes a great ingredient in those sachet bags that we have talked about. Yes. Uh, dream pillows. It's a good um, a- addition to a dream pillow and mm-hmm. potpourri mixes. Mm-hmm. You can use the resin from the balsam fir as a seal to seal a spell or as a fixative, you know, because it's so sticky, it's representative of of holding something. Mm -hmm. So you can use it as a fixative for any of your magical crafts. The needles of the silver fir can be burned for ceremonies to bless a mother and a a new baby, or you can wet them and use them to sprinkle uh, over the mother and baby. Um, you can't really get away with burning them in a birthing center or a hospital <laughs> no, these days. So, no, no, no. Uh, you know, you can do the, the, the water thing. <laughs> uh, you can use fir trees and fir boughs to decorate for your midwinter holidays, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of us still do. Um, you can use all the, you know, I said there was like what, 50 different, um, species and you can pretty much use them interchangeably in magic. Oh, okay. Um, and they all produce resin, so you can use the resin from any of them. Mm-hmm. And use your intuition if you have to substitute a species. You know, use what is ever available in your area, and it should work just fine. Mm-hmm. So, me- medical uses: the inner bark of a fir tree was used to create uh, to treat whew, colds and fevers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm this we've been experimenting a little bit on these drinks. So uh, anyway, forgive me. So uh balsam fir resin has been used as a cold remedy. 
it, the resin has also been used to seal wounds, which is kind of cool because nowadays in modern times, we have uh, that glue that they use instead of actual stitching anymore. They use that glue, mm-hmm. which is similar to how the resin of a fir tree was used in the past. Um, the needles can be steeped for a source of vitamin C, which actually, you know, did you ever watch that show alone where they no. survive up, up in the cold of Canada or whatever? No. And you can see some of the contestants doing that. They boil the uh, needles from a palm tree to get the vitamin C and some kind of nutrient out of it when they're like starving to death up there. Oh, uh, a bath tea of fir leaves is helpful for uh, rheumatic conditions, arthritis, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. A decoction of white fir bark and needles can be drunk to help with chest colds and similar complaints. We're not doctors. So look all this kind oh, of stuff yeah, yeah, up yeah, before yeah. you do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Essential oil of fur can be added to chest rubs to help relieve congestion, hmm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that is. And before doing anything like that with fur, you want to do a skin test to see if yeah. you're allergic. It would just be your our luck anyway that yeah. we would use it and break out in hives everywhere or something. Yeah. Uh, balsam fur oil is also a non-toxic rodent repellent, which has actually been approved by the EPA. Oh. Which I thought was interesting. Rodent repellent. Bals- <laughs> yeah. Balsam fur is also used in incense, potpourri, and air fresheners. And, oh, I have to tell you this. This is the most freakiest thing. Okay. Did you know a fir tree was found growing inside of a man's lung? How? I know. So this was a Russian dude, and he this happened in Russia. And surgeons thought he had cancer. They could see, I guess, something in the... Uh, x-rays or whatever. And they, they went to do an exploratory surgery to find out exactly what it was because they couldn't diagnose it. Mm-hmm. And when he, when they got in there, they found a pine tree growing in his lungs. But how, and because that's not where they grow. He it suspected that he must've inhaled the seeds, but which still. is really scary because we live in an area where there's a whole lot of pine trees. And now I'm going to be worried in that pollen that comes out every spring spring that we're going to be inhaling seeds and growing pine trees in our lungs. But I'm still curious how, because, I mean, I guess it's like your lungs are like a wet, damp, like area for a seed to grow, but at the same time, there's no soil or nutrients or what? Well, I mean, a lot of plant, you know, those air plants don't need much to grow in. I I don't know what's needed for a a pine tree to grow in your lungs. (laughs) I'm, I'm genuinely like freaked out. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That, I was, that I is, thought, yeah. Oh my God. I've got to tell Ren. She oh. will freak out. <laughs> but that's what I have on the balsam fur. Okay. So what's now, your first one? I didn't get very festive with the first one, which I should have, but let's just, let's just do this and, and uh, we'll see if we have enough time for the other one that I want to do. Okay. Okay. I chose dandelion. Oh, fun. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I really like Dandelion, and I don't think we've talked about Dandelion. I don't lot. think so either. I hope you have a recipe for Dandelion tea or something. I do no. not. I do not. <laughs> she's she's looking at me like, uh, no, no. But here, I'll well, just we'll have it. to find yeah. one. We'll have to yes. find one and post it for our patrons. Yes. Oh yeah. Let me. I gotta write that down. <laughs> yeah. Because I've always wanted to make a dandelion tea. I, you know, you hear how good it is for your body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start off with a little bit of history. I'm not going into depth like you. I. Okay. Yeah. But I will hit all the base points. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. So I'm not even going to try to say its scientific name. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't do any of that either. (laughs) Yeah. I could try to, I know no, I'm not going to try. <laughs> so history. Fair enough. Yeah. So history, it's named for the appearance of its leaves, which are said to resemble the tooth of a lion. Oh. Uh-huh. I would have called it the porcupine flower then. Well. It looks more like a porcupine. It does kind of look like a lion's tooth. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the use of the dandelion has been like dated back to the Roman, ancient Roman times. Those Romans, man, they got around. I know, right? (laughs) And it is believed that European settlers intentionally brought dandelions to North America primarily as a source of medicine. Oh. Yeah. And so I'm I'm not sure if dandelions were here in America until... Uh, the Europeans brought them here. I'm not sure. I, I didn't, I couldn't find anything about like, like dandelions being native to like North America area. Well, my husband is now going to blame all the Europeans for all the weeds in our yard. All, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which and is I, so meanwhile, funny. I'm going to be running out there going, wait, I have to collect those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, Dandelions are associated with the Belenos, with Belenos, the Celtic sun god. Um, okay. And it's probably most likely uh, associated with the Celtic sun god because they're they're bright yellow flowers. Yeah. I mean, that mm-hmm. makes sense. It looks like a sun. Yeah. Yeah. And well, uh, when they're in the yellow form. Yeah. And it's also said that like the yellow flowers, like with their thin and narrow petals, they're like, they represent and like kind of bring about like the idea of like rays of sunshine. Oh, I, I, I see that. Yeah. And so it kind of like looks like the sun. Back to the lion thing. It's kind of like a lion's mane actually. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It could be, yeah. Like the big puffy yellow, you know, a little happy, a little happy lion. Yeah. So dandy lion. Yeah. But the, the dandelion. The scientific name is nowhere close. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so a couple characteristics of dandelions. Um, and I always mess up this. I've messed it up in the first two herb episodes that we did, and I'm gonna mess it up again. I will never Okay. I will never get it right. So dandelion is parent like seasonal but a perennial 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 i just can't get it right is a perennial plant that enjoys moisture and full sun it is used in wine medicine and food and then the wine yeah wine oh that's what i want that recipe (laughs) so 
scratch that. The patrons aren't getting the tea recipe. They're getting the wine recipe. (laughs) Um, Dandelion has a 10 to 15 inch tape root or tap root. Huh. um, Which facilitates the like propagation, like the being able to grow it. And then a dandelion can regenerate even if it retains only a small portion of this tap root or tape root. Oh, I know. We have dandelions all over our yard. <laughs> Resilient is. little suckers. I know, but you get to use them. You use them. I know. Now I can up. make wine out of them. Yeah, oh, wine. I'm going to cult- cultivate them. Honey, you can't kill the dandelions. Yep. They're used for my wine. <laughs> um, they are easily identified. And okay, it took me however long, however old I am, minus a year, right? To realize this. Okay. So it is easily identified by its feathery, like clocks, those unmistakable white puff balls that distribute its seeds into the wind. I had yeah. no idea that dandelions, like the yellow ones and the puff balls were the same thing. Were the same. Until Aww. last year when I was oh doing my God. research. Yes. I didn't know. <laughs> I did not okay. know. Okay. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's my friend, y'all. Yeah. She needs me, clearly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it's long green, like serrated leaves range from three to 12 inches in length. And um, radiating from the center point is a rosette shape. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it grows well in the northern temperature zones, like northern hemisphere type zones yeah grows real well in our yard yes yes Mm -hmm. outside of our like area too like Mm -hmm. but yeah i had no idea that the white puff balls and the dandy like the yellow dandelions were the same thing i had no idea Oh, that's so funny it took me a little while and so i i just thought i should add that because maybe maybe i'm not alone (laughs) (laughs) and so some magical properties of dandelion are um a dream of a dandelion is a harbing, harbinger. That's it. There yep, we go. Yep. Of difficult times ahead, and according, and that's according to uh, I'm going to mispronounce it. Druidic lore. Okay. Okay. And then these changes and challenges, however, can eventually have positive effects. So, when the dandelion blossoms. Um, it is like post flower and it's post flowering state. The clocks can be used for divination of love. Interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't that know was, that. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And that's, that's all that I have on dandelions. That's where I said I didn't have as detailed as you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would be curious to know where the, the idea that you blow when you blow on the white part that it grants a wish. I wonder where that yeah, came from. I couldn't find that. I maybe hmm. wasn't looking in the right places, but I didn't see like the wish part come up with magical properties and like interesting anything at all. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So my next one is cinnamon, Ooh. which cinnamon is an evergreen. How weird is that? I didn't know that. That's pretty I didn't, cool. I didn't either. Um, okay. So you think of apple pie and the pumpkin spice and those red candles and all of that around the holiday season. And it makes you feel comfortable and homey. 
um, cozy, maybe, mm-hmm. and safe. Well, it's no coincidence that the magical properties of cinnamon align with those vibrations. It's actually, cinnamon is actually the bark. It's the curled tree bark of a, can't say the scientific name. It's a uh-huh. cinnamon tree. I, I, it's, okay. I can't say it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I did not know the cinnamon number one came from a tree and number two was the bark of the tree. Huh. But yeah, next time you have some cinnamon, go look at the cinnamon sticks and you'll see it's a, like a it's a rolled and it's bark of a of a tree. Huh. And the the cinnamon trees are evergreen trees. So history has cinnamon being traced, traded and used for thousands of years, mm-hmm. um, at least 2000 BC. Did you know, actually, the ancient Egyptian priests used cinnamon in the mummification process? That was to give them a link to the spirit world and the dead. Hmm. I'm trying to Plus think it, of like the smell. Probably smell, <laughs> smell better than, you know, you're working with dead bodies. Let's, yeah. add some cin- let's throw some cinnamon, cinnamon on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was also given as an offering to royalty and to the gods and goddesses in ancient times. Mm-hmm. It has been traded all over uh, the all kinds of countries from tropical Asia. It was high and high in demand everywhere. And of course, everybody loves cinnamon now. Well, mm-hmm. not everybody, but lots of people love cinnamon. Even if you don't like the flavor of it, usually you like the smell of it. It does mm-hmm. evoke those cozy feelings. Cozy vibes. Mm-hmm. It used to be highly rated as an aphrodisiac. Oh, yeah. Had no idea. The Taoists regarded it as the food of the gods. The bark was crushed into a pulp and added um, as an ingredient to this elixir that they used to drink that um, gave the body a golden hue Mm -hmm. and supposedly empowered the strength within a person. Oh, maybe I need to do that. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Me too. Uh, Carrying it on one's person kept illness at bay and probably made it easier to bear the smell that, you know, from ancient times when they couldn't bathe like we can bathe now. Mm -hmm. So the meanings of cinnamon, spirituality, success, healing, protection, power, love, luck, strength, and prosperity. It's It's a fire element. It's ruled by a fire element. The planets that rule it are the sun and Mars. And I know you hate it when they call the sun a planet, but (sighs) that's, that's what they did. It is not Uh, a planet. It is a star. (laughs) (laughs) The signs that rule cinnamon are Aries. The deities that rule cinnamon are Aphrodite, Dionysus, Mercury, and Venus. Mm -hmm. And the chakras that work well with cinnamon are the root chakra and the sacral chakra. Okay. Which we've done episodes on the chakras. Yeah. If you all want to go listen to that one. Yeah. I think that was like one of our first episodes. Yeah. It was early on. Yeah. Probably somewhere before episode eight ish or so. Mm-hmm. So for magical uses, you can burn it as an incense or use it in sachets, which I actually like to use it in sachets because of the smell, the, bag is open and it does have that beautiful smell. I love the smell of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use it to raise spiritual and protective vibrations to draw money and it stimulates your psychic powers. Uh, it's a 
popular herb for the use in charms to draw money and prosperity. It, there's a strong link there, apparently. You can wear it in an amulet to bring passion. When I did, I've done a jar spell to um, increase passion. You know, we all go through those phases. Won't go into any more detail than that, but I did a jar spell and I did use cinnamon in that jar spell along with cayenne pepper for some spiciness. Whole nother story. Moving Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Also, cinnamon can boost other it, it can boost your spells it speeds up your results so keep that oh, in mind yeah okay. if you're gonna yeah it, it helps speed that up um you can burn it to bless your sacred space this is for one of our patrons it's another way mm-hmm. to bless your sacred space without having to use salt um you can anoint your magical tools with a cinnamon oil mm-hmm. um for healing you can burn it at as incense or you can drink a cup of cinnamon tea which i actually do like cinnamon tea i like cinnamon in my coffee too Hmm. to aid in healing it also it brings comfort that's that cinnamon ingesting it just makes you feel safe um you know mold wine it often uses cinnamon which i love mold wine we'll have to have some of that at some point this this month and cinnamon rolls. So I'm going to be eating cinnamon rolls from now on. Honey, I have to have the cinnamon because I'm healing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, home protection. You can place a cinnamon broom above your front door to protect your home. For love spells, you can add cinnamon oil or the cinnamon herb to spells and quickly bring love into your life because it, it does act quickly. Mm-hmm. Lust spells, you can create a perfume out of diluted cinnamon oil to inspire lust. Hmm. Money drawing spells, you can attract prosperity by wiping five lines of cinnamon on a dollar bill to quickly to quit to create a quick money charm. Oh, five lines. Like, what do you mean like, lines? I, the way I envision it is like cocaine lines that's what i I was thinking but i I don't want to say it (laughs) (laughs) but i think you you can probably put cinnamon on your finger and then do five lines oh yeah draw it with your finger Mm -hmm. whether that's what it means i don't know um we've got the the links to all of these so you can go and look it up itself it does have a a link that says more here and i didn't click it Mm -hmm. so you all feel free to go look at that money drawing spell okay protection you can anoint yourself with diluted oil to bring uh, about protection from negative energy sex magic burn the herb or incense to increase male libido or empower sex magic Hmm. speeds up cells uh, spells wow speeds up spells (laughs) spells <laughs> um so it helps them manifest faster um you can inspire your spiritual side by burning it mm-hmm. uh, utilize cinnamon in your spells to gain victory or success you can rub the powdered bark on your hand on a sunday to ensure victory where that one came from i don't know um it's an easy thing to add to your candle spells. If you're wanting to increase the speed of your candle spell, you can take your spell, whatever the color is, um, rub it with a bit of maybe cinnamon oil or probably regular oil would work as well, but cinnamon oil and then roll it in cin- cinnamon. And it's great for love, money, protection, and all kinds of spells. Mm-hmm. For medicine, cinnamon has been used 
as has been seen supposedly effective against blood sugar fluctuations, car sickness. It's an antifungal morning sickness. But of course, talk to your doctor because we don't know what cinnamon might. I mean, it's not going to hurt your baby, but talk to your doctor before you ingest anything when you're Mm -hmm. pregnant. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can slow digestion. It can slow metabolism. Or maybe it helps with us. It's a, a it's effective against slow metabolism, so okay. it speeds up your meta- metabolism. It helps with upset stomachs. Oh, okay. So it kind of so speeds up your metabolism, kind of like turmeric. Probably. Hmm. Okay. So that's all I have on cinnamon. <laughs> What's your next one? My next one is a little bit more festive. Okay. Okay. Mistletoe. Woo. Because we are now in the holiday season and mistletoe is a big, like, a big, I want to say holiday themed. Yeah, it's connotated definitely with Mm -hmm. the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So a little bit of history. Again, I'm not going to try to pronounce the... uh, the scientific name because there's no way I can do that. <laughs> we all know how I try to pronounce things. <laughs> so history is uh, mistletoe blooms in the wintertime. And because of that, it was regarded as a sacred herb by ancient Druids. In 1820, Washington Irving included a reference to kissing under the mistletoe as part of um, English Christmas tradition. And in one of his essays, along with gathering a Yule log, which interesting yeah, goes with, you know, Yule, which yeah. we'll talk about in a episode in about two weeks. Yeah. Right before, right before Yule. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so the mistletoe helped the practice of kissing under like, whoa, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> my eye, yeah my <laughs> eye skipped a line <laughs> so so yes so this tradition of his helped the practice of kissing under the mistletoe not the mistletoe helps kissing under the mistletoe um an herb is an herb an herb is an herb and a mistletoe <laughs> helps kissing under mistletoe um yes so the mistletoe helped gain like the popularity in um the United States. So all of his traditions that he wrote with like the Yule log and the mistletoe and the kissing under the mistletoe. This helped. was George, George Washington. Who was this? George Washington. <laughs> Washington Irving. Oh, that makes much more sense. I'm That's like, wait a minute. George Washington. <laughs> Washington Irving. Is he the one that wrote the headless horseman? I'm, I did not see that, but okay. I, well, y'all, Maybe. I'm like five, five sheets to the wind right now. So <laughs> just bear with me. As to I, because mistletoe. Yes. <laughs> so um, some characteristics of mistletoe are mistletoe is a parasitic epiph- epiphyte, epiphyte. I think that's parasitic, parasitic epiphyte. Interesting. Okay. It, um, it's a plant that grows only upon other plants. Oh, kind of like kudzu is one of those. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. There are many different types of mistletoe and the berries are poisonous, but the leaves can be used in like folk medicine for anxiety 
like from anxiety to cancer. So it can be used a lot, but not the berries, only the leaves. Okay. And so um, the different types of mistletoe have very different effects to them. So mistletoe is characterized by its waxy white berries and its small evergreen leaves, which range in color from pale yellow to a dark green. Okay. And some magical properties of mistletoe are mistletoe is a calming herb that promotes the feeling of warmth. And because of its role in Yuletide decor, it is considered a love magic charm. And oh. it is also associated with fertility. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, I've heard, well, when my husband and I were married, he, he lived, he lived out in the country and my first real association with mistletoe other than what, you know, you've read in books and you see yeah. pictures and on the movies and all that was they had mistletoe growing on their farm in the trees. And so his dad, they would go out and they would shoot it down oh. from the trees. Yeah. And then we would put it inside and it, it would be a thing you could go stand under and get your, your Christmas kiss. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. But that's all I have on mistletoe. Okay. I've got one more. Do we have enough time to do more? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm doing Holly as my third one. Oh. So another festive one. See, you're so festive. I'm over here. I'm like, I chose dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> I love dandelions though. Uh, and it makes wine. So yeah. True, true, true. Okay. So Holly is also called 10, T-I-N-N-E. Ten okay. Ten. Okay. Bats wings, which do you remember in that other episode, I told you that when they talk about adding bats wings to potions and brews, it was actually uh, holly, not bat yeah, wings. Yeah, because the leaves. Leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's called Holm, H-U-L-M, Holverbush, H-U-L-V-E-R, Bush, and Holm Chaste, H-O-L-M-C-H-A-S-T-E. So none of those can I pronounce other than mm-hmm. bat wings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good with the bat wings. <laughs> so there are over 400 species of holly, including both evergreen and deciduous species or trees, shrubs, and climbing vines. The holly tree can grow to be as high as 50 feet and is native to most of Central and Southern Europe. Its white star-shaped flowers bloom in the spring, and it bears those shiny red berries in the autumn that last through winter. That's what we all associate with the holly. You know, you see all the little crafty stuff with the green leaves and the three little red berries in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, The holly leaves are shiny. They're dark green in color, and they have that elliptical shape, and they have those little points on the edge of them. In order to produce berries, both a male and a female tree are required, and only the female tree produces the berries, which, although they're lovely to look at, are very poisonous, so don't eat them. Okay. Yes. So as to the meanings of what the holly means, in heraldry, it represents truth. It's also, it means marriage, dream, magic, luck, and love. You can put it around out of your home for protection. Mm-hmm. It's used for decoration at Yule. When it's carried by men, it's thought to heighten their masculinity. Its element is the fire. Its ruler is the sun. 
The stones that is associated with are ruby and bloodstone. It's associated with the birds, cardinal and starling. Color is red. The deity, deities that it's assigned with are Lu, L-U-G-H, Tanus, T-A-N-N-U-S, Thor, and Danu. Mm. Um, And that's magical form. You can make wreaths, berries, leaves, wood. I'll tell you more about that, but don't eat the berries because they're poisonous. Okay, berries it, is, <laughs> it is protection, anti-lightning. I found that in several places. Anti-lightning. Anti-lightning. Yes. Dream magic and luck. Hmm. The holly tree is one of the seven chieftain trees of the Druids, and its very name means holy. Okay. A Christian myth says that the blood of Christ formed the red berries of the holly. And holly is also associated with unicorns because the unicorn is one of the Celtic symbols for this tree. And the other symbol for that tree, the tree is the flaming spear, which I found to be fascinating. Hmm. In traditional English folklore, the holly leaves without the prickles are masculine called he holly. He holly. (laughs) Uh And the more usual prickled variety is the feminine part of the plant, uh, the feminine plant, and it's called she holly. Oh, that's not very clever. (laughs) (laughs) The history, Romans sent boughs of holly and gifts to their friends during Saturnalia, a custom which early Christians adopted despite controversy from the church. Mm -hmm. The Romans considered holly sacred and used it um, as decoration as well. The edict of the church of Bracara once forbid Christians to decorate their homes with holly because of its origins as a pagan practice. Mm-hmm. In Britain, people decorated their homes with holly in the winter to invite sylvan spirits to shelter there. Oh. Um, in neo-pagan lore, the holly king that rules the dark half of the year, which you you were telling me about this earlier, the holly king rules the dark half of the year from autumn to spring. Um, and then the counterpart is the Oak King, mm-hmm. which, and one kills the other. You were telling me this story about how this, the uh, Yule, I think is the time of when one kills the other. Yes. I, you had it in our newsletter that's coming out. Should be out y'all by the time you hear this. Yes. I remember but I also had other things to do. So now I don't well, remember. Go read our newsletter. <laughs> yeah. She's um, subscribed to us to get our newsletter and I'll send it to you. Um, but there was, that's a, that's a really cool story about the oak tree and the holly tree as Kings of opposite times of the year. And one mm-hmm. kills the other until the next time. And then the other, and it's balanced with the light and dark and that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah very cool. Um, In Scottish tradition, holly branches outside the house are considered a strong ward against evil, and it is unlucky to burn holly under any circumstance, which I'll tell you in a minute that that is contradicted by some other stuff I found. Mm -hmm. It is sacred to the winter solstice when it's used for decorating. Decorating one's home with holly was believed to bring protection and good luck for the coming year. Um, you could, they would put boughs over the entrance to people's homes or make wreaths, which were hung on the doors, which we still do this at this day and time. A lot of people put wreaths on their doors. Yeah. 
Um, this says, be careful not to bring, even though it's a good luck to decorate with holly at Christmas time, don't bring it into your house before Christmas Eve or your family will fall to squabbling. <gasps> and I'm like, you know, this kind of explains some of my family vacations growing on my Christmas vacations. <laughs> Did did we have Holly in the house? Makes sense now. Yeah. Um, uh, also, this this is the one that is in contradiction to saying never burn it. This one says that you have to burn it on January fifth, which is the twelfth night, um, or your good luck will turn sour. Mm-hmm. But you have to make sure it's well truly dead before you burn it, or else it's good luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, bad bad luck. You know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. In some districts, when the rest of the decorations are burnt and thrown away at the end of the holiday, the holly sprig is kept to protect the house from lightning during the coming year, which I found interesting. Mm -hmm. The custom of bringing holly boughs into the home in the depths of winter has its origins in the original pre-Christian idea that its prickly leaves sheltered the fairy folk who were delighted to come indoors at such a cold time of the year. So you brought them in and it protected the fae from the winter time. That's kind of cute. That is cute. And it's only the prickly ones, which are the female ones. So mm-hmm. the females being the protectors. Um, it is, let's see, the wreaths that are very popular around Christmas and Yuletide season are a lot of times made of holly or at mm-hmm. least have holly within them. You can place a, a ring of holly on doors. And this practice originated in Ireland, where it was one of the main plants that was green and really beautiful with its red berries at this time of year. And it gave poor people a way of decorating that wasn't expensive so Mm -hmm. that they could be festive too. It is as a symbol of firmness and masculine energy, Hollywood, it was used by the ancients in in constructing spear shafts, which was thought to have magical powers. Mm -hmm. is also can be used to make wands. It's a very uh, powerful wand wood. Um, in some places, this is this was funny. In some places, it was taboo to cut down a whole cherry tree. So they were left uncut and wild in these wild hedges with the little prickly flowers on it. And the reason for this was that it was to obstruct witches who people believed ran across the top of the hedges. Oh, I, I remember know. talking about this in previous episodes. This I remember. Was so weird. Yeah, that's weird. Because I have no interest in running on top of a hedge of holly. <laughs> no, I'd probably fall and break something. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, magical uses. Holly can be used in the consecration in consecration as spells for material gain, physical revenge. Beauty, protection, especially against lightning, mm-hmm. luck, and dream magic. Hmm. Holly can be utilized in any ritual relating to death and rebirth and seasonal mysteries. Because holly burns very hot, it is suitable for any fire festival. Holly wood makes good wands, as I said before. And those wands are very good at banishing unwanted entities and commanding evoked spirits. Holly planted um, near a home is said to repel poison and protect from witchcraft and lightning. Mm-hmm. Another reference to lightning. Yeah, lightning. <laughs> the wood has the power to tame animals and and the flowers and to freeze water. 
Herbal water made with holly has protective properties, which I, I thought was interesting. You put it into, uh, you just boil it overnight on a full moon or something. That's, oh, no, you put it into a cauldron and put it out in the light of a full moon and you'll have holly water, which is very powerful okay. water. Okay. Um, let's see. Use holly berries with your favorite spell for f- female fertility and sexuality. Okay. It is supposed to ward off bad storms, which I guess, you know. With the lightning. lightning, (laughs) uh, Brings good luck to men. Let's see. Medical uses. It's not commonly used by modern herbalists because the the berries are poisonous. Yeah. Um, It says if you ingest them, it causes violent vomiting. Oh. Um, The leaves contain theobromine which has a weak diuretic effect on the kidneys uh, and a standard strength infusion can be used to help break a fever. It says, I just wouldn't mess with it. Yeah. Um, Planted near a house. Not only does it do the protection that I said about, but it also can repel negative spells sent against you. Mm -hmm. A bag of leaves and berries carried by a man increases his ability to attract women. Burn holly leaves with blessing incense to protect the home and draw good luck. Place holly above the door for protection and to invite helpful spirits. Dreaming about holly means that you should be mindful of what's troubling you. And picking holly in your dreams means that you're going to have a long life. Okay. Holly has also got the ability to enhance other forms of magic. So cinnamon makes things happen faster and holly can enhance other magic so i don't know if that means that you can have a super quick spill spell if you use holly and and, uh, cinnamon yeah boom 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 um (laughs) oh here's what i was i knew i had read this somewhere the holly water can be made by soaking holly overnight oh in spring water under a full moon this water can then be sprinkled over infants to keep them happy and safe Okay. It can also be used to sprinkle around the house for psychic cleansing and protection. Okay. Um, when thrown at animals, it makes them lie down and leave you alone. Oh, weird. I kind of want to try it. And and I kind of don't want to try it. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ensure that the holly has a place in your garden because its presence warns off unfriendly spirits. Okay. So that's all I've got on Holly. Okay. See, my next one that I chose, again, is not festive. It's not festive. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's parsley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can use parsley in festive cooking. I guess. Parsley over your chicken or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> parsley, and maybe if we have enough time, I'll cover another, like a small one. Like okay. my, right. Mine are short. Mine are short. Okay. So parsley, a little bit of history. So parsley has been in use for more than 2,000 years. Okay. And then the Cherokee used it as a uh, tonic to alleviate bladder problems. Really? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That is. Mm -hmm. And then parsley was also used as a, like a funerary herb in ancient Greece. Hmm. And then okay. I'll also get to you. I'll get I'll get to why it was used in um, okay. funerary purposes. 
So wreaths of parsley um, were used to adorn the dead, you know, used um, around the dead to, and also like to, um, what is the word? Like sort of like gravestones, but not to like, kind of like indicate that there was death in that area. Hmm. Um, and then medicinally, the taproot or tape, oh, tape root, I can't, I think it's taproot. Um, and uh, seeds, leaves were used all medicinally. Okay. So the roots, the seeds, and the leaves all used. Wow. So mm-hmm. parsley is a very good medicinal herb for sure. Yes. And so characteristics of parsley is uh, parsley is a popular, <laughs> it's another one of those seasonal words, bi- biennial. Oh. Biennial. Biannual. Biannual. Thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, a culinary herb with divided leaves and cluster of yellow flowers, which I didn't know that parsley had yellow flowers. I don't know that I knew that either. Mm-hmm. And then uh, parsley can grow up to three feet tall by its second year, and it is slow to germinate. Hmm. It is okay. ubiquitous. See, I can, I can, I can pronounce ubiquitous, but I can't pronounce other things. <laughs> Come on, it is ubiquitous. Now I can't. Now you can't. <laughs> ubiquitous as a garnish and used as flavoring in food. I I like it in crab. I've got crab. a crab salad that I use, or I use it in crab salad, and I use it in my crab. Um, uh, bisque, which I think you've had my crab. Oh, bisque yeah, I have. See, that's the thing. Parsley to me, it, it doesn't taste like anything really. Like it doesn't, to me, it's like kind of doesn't really, it's not strong. And so I don't usually use parsley in my stuff. Oh, and in my crab rangoon, it, I use it in that. You can really taste it in that. It's good. Mm-hmm. Huh. So now magical properties. So parsley is strongly associated with death. It is really, that's so mm-hmm. interesting. It is sacred to Persephone and legend states that the lengthy germination period for parsley to grow is due to the seeds needing to travel to the underworld and then back again before establishing their long taproot. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So parsley is used as a garnish because ancient customs hold that an like holds that an offering to the dead must be made in order to show gratitude for the live sacrifice for the meal. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And so in keeping with these ancient practices, modern witches can use parsley to decorate their uh, Samhain altar, either with wreaths or bundles of fresh herb. Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. And that's Neat. all I have on parsley. So parsley would have been a good uh, herb to cover back in. Uh, Samhain. Yeah. 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 But if we have enough time, I would like to go back to a more holiday festive one. Okay. It'll be quick. Okay. Cranberry. <laughs> yes. Cranberry. Yes. So it'll be quick. So history of cranberry is in the early 12th century, scientists made an association between the consumption of cranberries and a reduction in urinary tract infections in women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So while- Wow, initially- that long ago, that's yeah. crazy. So while initially believed to be attributed to cranberries' acidic uh, effects, it was later proven to be the combination of several 
like compounds in the cranberry that achieve this outcome. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like the early 20th century. Did I say 12th century? What did I say? Yeah. Yeah. Something 12th. Did I say 12th? But you're saying 20th. 20th. Okay. Maybe I've misheard. Maybe I've had too many drinks. (laughs) (laughs) There's no such thing. Oh, okay. (laughs) 20th for maybe, maybe when we're podcasting. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So characteristics are, um, cranberries are cultivated extensively. And then the cranberries flavors, like they basically originate in bogs in the North, like Northeastern part of the United States. You like know, all in water, right? Yeah. You know, those yeah. like commercials where they're like standing yeah. like, like with their waist little high. With their, yeah. 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 So that's a real thing. That's yeah. really how, how they're grown. Cool. Yeah. And it is produced commercially in Massachusetts and Washington in both natural and human made bogs. Neat. So yeah. So cranberry has um, ellipse shaped evergreen leaves with a waxy appearance and the distinct dark pink flowers are followed by dark red berries, which measure about half an inch in diameter. I've only seen the berries. I've never seen mm. the plants yeah. themselves. Yeah, me Other too. than that commercial you were talking yeah. about. <laughs> huh. uh, that, okay. that commercial is very distinct in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then magical properties are cranberries ripen in the late fall. So aligning them with the waning year and the energies of the crone goddess. Mm-hmm. So use dried cranberries in a charm to honor the wisdom of the elders or as an offering to the ancestors. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now you made um, cranberry sauce for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and it was amazing. She made it from scratch and she brought it to our Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. And I think you should post that recipe for our patrons. It was absolutely fabulous. It was very good, but I did add a little bit more sugar. (laughs) Yeah. One of the kids thought that it was like candy. She called it candy. She wanted more candy. She ate candy for breakfast, the the cranberry sauce. Oh, that's cute. But it was really (laughs) yummy. So yeah, you'll have to post that for our patrons. Okay. I shall do that too. And let me write it down. Okay. (laughs) But that's all that I have. Okay. Uh, let's get into the outro. Mm-hmm. So you can find us on all social medias at C3 Witchy Podcast. That is Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. And then you can also find us at www.c3witchypodcast.com. There you will find our newsletter, which is going to be out uh, for December. Tom- Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow. Uh, before, quote, before quote, this tomorrow, comes out, yeah. it'll be out before this comes out. Um, and then I also updated the whole website. So now it's like, like winter festive colors. Nice. So uh, I haven't seen it yet. I need to go look at it. I'm excited. It's, it's blue <laughs> and I changed out the, the photos, you know, I, how I do every season mm-hmm. and, um, there you can find our Patreon link and our, you can also listen to our episodes there. You'll find links mm-hmm. to other, like where you can listen to our episode as well as link to our merch and all of that. I think that's it. Yeah. It, it would be super helpful for us if you all could review our podcast. Yes. Um, that helps us get found by other people. 
And so if you would review our podcast, I guess on uh, Apple Podcasts would probably be the best place to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that would be awesome. We would really appreciate it. And yes. like she's like Ren said, thank you to our um, patrons so much. We couldn't do this without you. We yes. really appreciate you guys. We we really do. <laughs> so uh, and we yeah. we will be back. We'll be back. Thank <laughs> you.